All right, let's go. It's Sunday Ports, the weekend show. Weekend Eve. You listen to this on a Friday, most likely. Let's get it started all the right way. And how's it going, my man? What's what's going on over there tonight? Yeah, it'll be two months exactly from the NFL season starting by the time people are hearing this. Oh, assuming assuming they listen right away. That's great. That's great news. We're gonna need something to look forward to. With uh, the NHL finals, Stanley Cup finals is over. Uh, Tampa's repeat champions. Uh, the NBA finals is in game two right now. And we may very well be headed towards meaningless baseball in August, as we mentioned last time. Yeah, we're going to need NFL to look forward to. Yeah, all, sure. roads, all roads lead to Bucks cowboys September 9th. You go. Unless you're a Mets fan, then you might have meaningful baseball. But yeah, could be, could be. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get in the football spirit today. I don't want to jinx it though for the Mets. No. Also today, as we speak, 11 year anniversary of the decision. I it's saw that. Years. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, I feel like that's kind of not forgotten, but I think kind of. Uh, he doesn't get any more heat for that. He probably shouldn't get any more heat for that, but I feel like he doesn't get any kind of heat for the decision. Well, that's because he's done like 50 obnoxious things since. So, <laughs> kind of taking the heat off of him, uh, no pun intended, from the decision. Yeah, he's left Miami already. He's left Cleveland once already. Uh, yeah. Cleveland twice. I mean, it's hometown. Accurate. Yep. Do, you think he's, do you think he retires a Laker? Is there a chance he ends up with another team? I don't know what his contract situation looks like, but I'm sh- I assume it probably makes sense he'll retire a Laker contract-wise. You think there's any chance he goes anywhere else? I think he likes time. being a, in L.A. Yeah, for sure. If he likes being a celebrity. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know. Unless he, the only thing I could think of is if his son gets drafted and he goes and plays with his son, a little Ken Griffey Sr. Jr. moment. Only this would be awful. Make you want to vomit. <laughs> he would maneuver something to get his kid to LA, though, right? He's not that's tough, though, because the Lakers, the Lake, are the Lakers going to bottom out with their top pick? I mean, I don't know how big of a pick his kid's going to be. So he's going to be a lottery pick or not? No, like they would maneuver, like they make a trade for him or something. I mean, like he he would kind of play God behind the scenes, right? Like I don't see, like what, like who's got the first pick this year? Like is he going the Rock nah, Pistons? Like is he going to Detroit? Is he going to is he going to Houston? Is he going to uh, is he going to the Pelicans or is he going I mean not getting first pick, but is he going to like, any of these teams? I actually just read something that the Pistons are shopping the first pick, which I don't buy at all. Doesn't that always come out a week or two before the draft? Whenever even if there's an obvious number one pick, it's like, oh, so and so. Yeah, but it's may trade the number one pick. But especially when there's not a bona fide number one. Especially well, when... to me, there's a bona fide number one. I don't see how there's not. Cunningham's the guy. Okay. People want to make it out to be that there's not a, a, a clear cut number one guy. That's fine. But and the Pistons would be, I mean, unless they get a sick return, no way you shop that pick. Take, you take Cunningham. Look, the Pistons have messed up. Uh... Lottery pick before, so. Darko Milicic. Well, <laughs> to be fair, 
the guy who got drafted after him, Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. zero rings. Darko Milicek, one ring. <laughs> That's true. All right, that is fair. Very fair. Would Carmelo have Would Carmelo have derailed that team if he had went there? As I wonder. It's a good question. I think Darko Milicek was exactly what the doctor ordered. <laughs> Right, you're building the team. You're not. You're not building a bunch of individuals. You're building the team. You could have done a lot worse. You could have fought. You could have fucked it up with that pick, and uh, they ordered the chicken. Very like overcooked, dry chicken that was basically inedible. <laughs> but they didn't fuck it up. But the potatoes were great. Potatoes were great. Yeah, you didn't even know <laughs> the potatoes were coming. They, they were perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it did work. It worked out for the best for everybody involved. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I, I mean, you can't even talk shit to him. Not when you see the guys who are – I mean, obviously Dwayne Wade was picked after that. And, you know, mm-hmm. Bosch, Carmelo. I mean, it was a loaded draft, and they're the only ones that struck out. But they get a championship out of it. If Carmelo's playing small forward, where's Tayshaun Prince? You're absolutely right. Tayshawn was a big was a big time uh, huge clutch, clutch player. Huge. Go look up the block on Reggie. Oh, Eastern yeah. Conference Finals yep. from behind. Awesome. Yep. Uh, he was yeah. Tayshawn was long. Carmelo's not making that play. Oh yeah, Tayshawn. He has arms down to his ankles. Yeah, he had a little Gumby quality to him. Oh yeah, he's a fun player, Tayshawn. Yeah. Uh, was it? Game two right now. Go ahead. No, I said there was a pretty big NBA moment today. Off big the court. NBA moment today. It doesn't involve Rachel Nichols. We're off that. No, no. That's old news. I just i am not qualified to speak on that subject. Oh, I'm into the Jimmy Butler thing. I want to know. I want to know what happened. Oh, the Jimmy Butler stuff for sure. I mean, I meant like the. I, I don't. I, I remember I looked into like the racial stuff a little bit. And I didn't look too deep into it. Didn't seem good at all. Oh yeah, that's like third on the list. What you're interested? In? Yeah, the Butler thing's number one. And plus, there's like some other guy she was linked to too. Some some European dude. Ah, she's sleeping her way through the league. I guess so. Well, if it happened in the bubble, I feel like kind of looked the other way on it. I mean, not her husband, but. <laughs> You know, like oh, she's, the, she's the married. The rest of us. I don't know. If she's she married. is married. Yeah, she's married to some guy. If you if you Google a picture of him, yeah, she definitely cheats on this guy. Ah, uh, all right. I well, made that decision. He had that coming then. He should have known. He had a shitty goatee. Oh yeah. He's like some producer. Yeah, that's he's getting. She's banging him around his back for sure. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's around yeah, it's, all these athletes. It's never good when, like, the whole world would sees like a picture of a couple, and you're like, "Yeah, that guy, the guy was is hitting way above his uh, his, his pay grade there, hitting way above his weight class, and just know and just know that she could do a million times better, and she will do a million times better." Yeah, you could just tell by looking at the couple, like that guy's powerful. Oh man, she's gonna move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Uh, so big news in the NBA. Uh, what happened? I probably well, know, but I, you know, <laughs> twenty-four hour news cycle. It may as well be twenty-four minutes because 
already some, in one ear and out the other. Sometime this morning, I got – I think it was like on Twitter, I saw like a video of James Harden emerging from his hotel room. Oh, with, okay. uh, I did see this. With uh, a rapper, a little baby. I'm not familiar with it at all. He might be in the Dua Lipa song, but there's a couple babies. So, I don't know. There's the uh, baby, little baby. Uh, one of the babies in the Dua Lipa song. Okay. I have no idea. Um, but anyway, they emerges from a hotel room and they look just shocked. It looks like they looked like if you ever, uh, I guess it's like a one or two ways, you either like passed out someplace and got up like a couple hours later and there's people and there's like turnover at the party and uh, you were there were gone and people that uh, you, you didn't know were there had arrived or if like just maybe you're just in the middle of a blackout and like you all of a sudden kind of come to a little bit and you're and like the whole world comes into focus at some point in your blackout. That's what they looked like. Like they just, they didn't, ex- they didn't expect to see a bunch of paparazzi outside their room. And of course, like the first thought that I had when I saw them, I was like, these guys are stoned off their balls right now. They have no idea what's going on. Like, how could they not know they're in Paris or something? Like what? Like, of course, like the people are going to be there, but they look completely shocked. Do you see that video? Are you looking at I'm it? I'm watching now? it right now. I, I didn't watch it. I scrolled through it on Twitter today. Yeah, they, uh, there's got to be some sort of drugs involved, no? But then I'm like, ah, don't stereotype, man. You know, these are, this is a prime athlete. And man, I know, like everybody does, it smokes a bug. Like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't stereotype. And then, like, a couple hours later, the guy, a uh, little baby got arrested for having 20 grams of pot in his car. <laughs> and they like, they, they searched hard and they let him go though. Nice. Got away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh it's legal God. in the NBA now, right? Silver kind of decriminalized uh, it or whatever he did. I don't know if it's legal in Paris though. I have no idea. The French got to get up the times France. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at Harden's attire, he's clearly high. He's wearing red sweatpants and some big long sleeve shirt. He's going to get to come to training camp for like 300 pounds. He's going to be like three bills. Oh, yeah. Without Maybe that's, I, mean, he's, I mean, he put on weight. That's definitely got to be part of him. He's probably a big stoner, big munchie guy. Man, the, the munchies, when you're a different tax bracket, like I'm sure they have some of the classics involved like i'm sure there's cheetos and doritos and you know reese's peanut butter cups and ice cream involved but there's got to be like at a certain tax bracket you step up the munching game a little bit you think yeah you're in paris where do you go where do you go <laughs> what are they doing like lobsters maybe yeah maybe i don't know they're going to some french restaurant and getting you know whatever the top menu item is right i mean it's just who, who knows what like a who knows what like the like a book, you go to a French restaurant, you just order like six appetizers to start. Like, oh, these all look phenomenal. Just give me this one, this one. I'll take one of those too. Okay, I'm picturing them like shacked up. Yeah, if you're out having dinner for sure, I pictured them like shacked up playing video games in some hotel room. No, no, I, I assume in those situations it's all betting machine type stuff anyway. Think they, do you think they rip through like a big Toblerone? <laughs> oh, they're definitely hitting the mini bar. You know, they don't no qualms about hitting the mini bar. That's no, the there's thing. no like looking at the price tag. Like, how much do you think this costs? Yeah, 
twelve twelve dollar Fiji. Nah, <laughs> even one of those they go eight, through all that. Even a twelve dollar water too. This dude's fine. I mean, even oh, poor Fiji. people gotta gotta do that sometimes. Yeah, you're stoned enough. Yeah, I wonder if Paris has. You think? Like I look, I I picture these fancy Paris hotels. Do they have vending machines? Like you're picturing a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have something. It's probably, probably twenty. It's probably at worst twenty-four-seven room service, though. Oh yeah. Oh, so it's you're probably getting. I mean, these guys are probably getting like burgers, bottles of wine. Yeah. Who knows? Perrier. I mean, that's you know, Perrier is the tap water, right? I assume. <laughs> who? I mean, who knows? But these guys are definitely. What time, do we know what time of day this was? Was in the morning? Uh, it had to be like mid afternoon because I got it. In the, I feel like I saw that first video, like eight or nine of them, like maybe maybe nine or ten in the morning. So they're like five hours ahead. So I feel you know it's like you know two or three in the afternoon. We'll say that's my. So who got? I mean, who tipped off these paparazzi is the question. I mean, I know it's their job to know where these people are. Yeah, the Europeans they invented the paparazzi, so. Right, I mean, they yeah. murdered Princess Diana. They know where to. Well, that was the English, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Europe. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, they, they they know what they're doing. They're they're scum. They're pros and scumbags. They still figure out what they need to figure out. This is like the. This is almost like Varsity Blues when they walk out of the strip club, hammered, and it's sunny out. Only instead of like shit face and hungover. These guys are just so high. It's <laughs> would a little like, different, but it's just like the same church. Would have been that scene. It would have been the same thing if in that scene, like their parents were outside waiting for them. Right, their coach. If John Voight yeah. was waiting outside, yeah, like a clipboard. Yeah, that that would be what <laughs> this is like. This is uh, like they don't even know what to do. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that that happens when you're high. Like I can't even. You, you can't have, knock them. They're just they're just shot. They, yeah, they don't know what to do. You gotta have a plan. That's it. I mean, that's 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 complete absence of a plan. Because you walk out of that hotel room, if you're not thinking about what to do, and you run into a wall of paparazzi, you you don't. I mean, you don't. You're frozen, which is what they were. Living too cushy of a lifestyle. The average Joe gets high. They always have a plan. Like if I run into this person or that person. What do I do? You're a little comfortable. A little comfortable. You would think if you had cameras in your face all the time, you would just be ready for it. Maybe they just had their guard down because they were in Paris. I don't know, man. It's Fashion Week, though. <laughs> That's why they're in Paris. They're not. They're not in, they're not in Paris like vacationing, backpacking together. It's possible they were past the point of a plan. Sometimes you get too high, you're past the point of having a plan. It, oh, maybe they were late to where they were gonna, they're supposed to be going, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to go. They just kind of got their shit and walked out the door, not thinking at all. Yo, or like, maybe, like, the room service just cut off, and they were like, we need to re-up right now. Maybe they're <laughs> out of weed or out of munchies. Maybe it was, like, a necessity. Like, dude, like they, they sat down for, like, 45 minutes before they left. And they were like, listen, we got to go out there. It could have been just a trip to, like, a, uh, you know, a Walgreens on the corner. Like, we got to go. We're out of this. We're out of that. 
You got to go. Like, what's the worst that could happen? All right, what's the worst that could happen? There's cameras outside. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then the worst nightmare just comes to fruition as soon as they walk outside. And they're like, oh, no. I said we were going to be prepared for this, but we are not prepared for this. Somebody's, left, somebody's back in the room is like, no, you guys go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hang out here. You got this. <laughs> they're watching it unfold on Twitter before yeah. they get back to the room. Like, this is great. Dying, yeah. <laughs> and Harden's like, that motherfucker back in the room. <laughs> oh, I don't have any sound. Can you make out what they're saying in this video? Like, what? Uh, Harden, like, mumbles something. And all you hear is the paparazzi going, uh, uh, baby, we love you, baby. And that was really it. And you see, uh, like, see I, think it's, I think it's Harden that's the one that shell-shocked the kid. Looked like he was ready to go full steam ahead. I got, I've watched this like 18 times in a row now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely Harden who freezes and freaks out. <laughs> the kid is just ready to go full steam ahead, and he looks back at Harden like, oh, no. It's a good wingman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to. Yeah, got to go back. No man left behind, for sure. Well, we've we've all with that situation too, where we think we're prepared for it. We don't realize the person we're with is unprepared and not handling the situation well. And you gotta, got you gotta go back and kind of get your man right. You gotta th- throw the life, uh, the life preserver on and drag him to to shore somehow. Yeah, like as soon as they got into a car. Baby turned to him and was like, you good, bro? You good? Oh, yeah. There's the, oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yo, drink this. Here, have a little water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He may need, he may need a little uh, something stronger than water splash in his face. Sometimes you need a little cocktail yep. that early in the morning pulled together. That's yeah. True. We need more. I need more on this story. I want to know where they were headed. Oh, you figure it's probably like Harden's – I mean, I'm – he, they probably smoked during the season, but I mean, it's probably, probably the hardest he's gone, you know, since the you know, last fall or whatever, since he was in Houston, probably. Yeah, since so whenever he, last time he was on the injured. Yes, definitely since yeah, he was in Houston, yeah. So it's, pro- it's probably like his uh, just reintroduction to heavy drug use. And oh, just, yeah. Either, yeah. Either it was like an edible or it was, it was too much, you know, Maybe just smoke too much, like whatever it was. He's OD'd and uh, that's not handling it well. Just didn't, you know, just he's bugging out a little bit. Just had a little Johnny drama moment. He's bugging out a little bit. Yeah, that does look like edible behavior now that I'm <laughs> watching it for the 25th straight time. <laughs> that's just, yeah, frozen in your tracks. The little baby wave is my, is my favorite part of the whole video. Is that somebody's yelling, like, we love you, baby. And that, like that smile and wave, <laughs> it's so yeah, so casual. This is oh yeah, this is all hard to freaking out. I think he's actually handling himself really well, baby. The wave, <laughs> yeah, the wave is like professional move. The oh, he had the watch is bigger than his fucking head. Charming, he's waving with charming smile, really charming. Charmed it up. So this is little baby. Let me Google little baby, American rapper. He is twenty six years old. Living the life oh, there. you're right. In police custody. Well, he's <laughs> in police custody in Paris. Oh, well, uh, it's all right. That's, that's, the Germans didn't uh, stay there, so it's still it's still French police, not Germans. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, get get home safe, man. And what, I mean, what goes? How do you stop people from fucking weed? I mean, come on. 
is some part of Harden was like so happy that they took those, those those twenty grams. He's like, no way I could keep up, man. Thank God those twenty grams are gone. Part of him is thankful. <laughs> Harden's <laughs> never gonna leave a hotel room again. <laughs> Never. The guy leaves the hotel room. There's 50 cameras waiting outside. He goes viral on Twitter, and then the cops pull him over. I mean, that's just listen. The worst nightmare when you were picturing leaving the room. That was it. What do you think? Uh, what do you think I get paid to be Harden's uh, scout and just wherever he is, just go and check out, get the best route out of the out of the room, get him past all the paparazzi, be sure there's nobody out there. Man, I would be a I would be a tremendous scout. All right, we're leaving in a half hour. Yeah. Go check go check it out. Go check and, out. All right. So you go down, you see there's cameras out front, and you start looking for alternative uh, alter, yeah. alternative exits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have I'd have it down pat. Paying off staff and stuff. <laughs> you try to make more money as a fall guy. I'm not going to jail though. Little, <laughs> I know, that's why you'd make I don't need more the, I don't need I don't need the street cred. Little baby gets a little street cred for doing time in a parish jail. Damn, poor baby. That's tr- wait a second though. If Harden goes to jail, he's in trouble. NBA player can't be doing doing time. Little baby goes. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to do time. But I, I, I don't even, I don't even know what the rules are over there. But I'm sure he's not going to do time. Um, well, no, you're right. Harden gets, probably that's Harden probably gets jammed up if he, if he goes to jail. That's probably the Sunday poor jinx if I've ever heard. My guy's going to be away for 15 years now. But. uh you know, he go either way. He goes. He gets a street cred, little baby, for doing for doing. Comes out with like a new album. Yeah, writes a sure. new album when he's in yeah. the slammer. Yeah, that's uh, that's currency for a rapper. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Well, then I now I got to keep an eye on it because I now I feel like I might have jinxed it by saying he's not going to do any time. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. He wasn't. I mean, we got to see the details. Who was in the – I mean, if little Baby was driving and Harden was in the passenger seat, he's just the uh, wrong place, wrong time. No, I mean little Baby. I don't know how much – I said he's not going to do any time. Oh, yeah, I think he'll be fine. But you're right. I don't want to jinx him. But I think uh, – oh, man, did you read this article about uh, – I don't know who – I don't know who to credit with this uh, CBS, I guess. All right. So it was just one funny quote as I'm skimming it. A viral video apparently taken by bystanders showed several police officers questioning Harden and another man. Harden can be heard saying, I don't understand. (laughs) It probably makes sense. Over and over and over again, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Just just repeating himself. If we get get jammed up with the police, I'm just going to say I don't understand. Smart tips. It's like I need a lawyer. It smelled like cannabis around 4:30 p.m. local time. So that's when they got, that's when they got pulled over. I guess. Doesn't say who was driving. Though. I mean, Atlanta-born rapper spending the week with Harden in Paris. Dominique Jones, his little baby's real name. That's a cool. That's Dom a cool Jones. Name, yeah, he could have pulled that off. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say who was driving. Another another man were arrested. That's the fall guy right there. If anyone's doing time, it's and another man. <laughs> that's that's the guy who's going away. Transporting drugs. 
it's like a big thing that people do. They go over there for fashion week. A lot of athletes and celebrities like doing that. Yeah. There's fashion week over there. It's fashion week in New York too. Yeah, that's right. Is that like uh runway shit? Yes. That's all. That's all a joke. Yeah. It's a little, shit. it's a little too much. I would say the last thing that matters at fashion week is probably fashion. Right. It's about who's there. It's like a who's who. Yeah. It's like the people who go to, uh, what's the thing in New York? Is it the Met? Met Gala? Oh, that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, that's even worse. I don't even know what that's for. That, that's really I, just to be seen. I guess you reach a point in celebrity where you just get roped into this shit. I just, I just feel like if I was ever at you know, any height of fame where I would be allowed to go to that, I would just be like, nah. Like, who wants to do this shit? Open bar, he might go. Yeah, but it's the wrong people that you want to be at an open bar with. High-end stuff, man. It is, but if you're a millionaire. If you had, if you had like, one or two friends that were going, like, if you're, you're, if you're in those circles, you had one or two friends that you were tight with that were going, you'd go. I'd met Gala. You wouldn't be an outsider because you would, you'd run in those circles, I'm saying. Like if if you if you're friends with like Mark Wahlberg or something, and and he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to Met Gala. You got you going?" You're like, "Yeah, I'll be there." He's like, "All right, we'll drink." Like, All right. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's a pussy. He couldn't keep up with me. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first guy I thought of that might actually do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just se- it seems a little Scott, too pretentious. Scott Disick, he would invite you. Scott, I didn't say Scott Bale. Uh, Disick, yeah, Scott Disick would, would definitely. He's probably not invited to. He he, that's like his long lasting dream is probably to go to the Met Gala. Well, he's probably been there when he was married to the Kardashian, right? Yeah, I guess I suppose so. Courtney, there is some. I don't know what the event is. How the fuck did he get a Kardashian? Like he doesn't seem like a rich the LA type. Boy. Yeah, he's a rich LA boy. No, he does not. No, he does not. Doesn't seem no like he idea. could dunk a basketball. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> love is love, you know. Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> there, there is some event. I forget what it was, and some the reporter asked Jim Carrey something, and like he just was, he just he wanted like no part of it. He was like, you know, none of this matters, right? <laughs> it's like none of this means anything, right? You know that, right? We're all here. Yeah. Great, it's ridiculous that we're all here. Why are we even here? So he's yeah, like, well said. He, he's way out there, though, Carrie. He is. It sounds like he's well out there with a touch of self-awareness, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, he's, he's right. He's absolutely right. But uh, Chris Paul just tried to injure Giannis, it looks like. Yeah. They pulled a... Have you... Uh, is that his knees holding? No, he's all right. Staying in the game. Yeah. Staying in. Um, have you – I meant to bring this up on the last show, last couple of shows. There was a lot of there was a lot of stuff going on, 4th of yeah. July and all. Yeah. I assume you've seen the uh, Newark trailer. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Do, do you have uh, – it seems like everyone has an opinion. Do you have any first uh, 
instant reactions or I'm I'm gonna I'm going to disappoint you with this because uh, I did not I think I watched it I watched it once and then I, mm-hmm. there was a second one that was on during maybe game one of the finals. Yeah, it was a little different. It was a little bit different. I watched that one. Um, I haven't watched them intently because I didn't want. I I remember making the mistake when I watched The Sopranos of just watching the season trailers over and over and over and over again until the season started to the point where like I knew Tony B was getting whacked. I knew how it was going to happen because they showed Tony coming around the corner with that shotgun in the trailer. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. like that part of the season. And I'm like, that's, that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to be surprised at all. It was the exact shot. And there's Tony the shotgun with the gloves on. And I'm like, all right, well. That was not a surprise at all. So I made I made a point not to lock in and like analyze the thing. Okay, um, I, I watched it a few times. A little yeah. Hornitos ad. Hornitos all over the place, making a big comeback. I um I guess we got to try it now. Um, yeah. well, I, I will say this: there is just a part where Ray Liotta is laughing, and I think right then and there, I'm like, I don't care what I don't I don't care how this movie is. I'm in just Ray. Um, I actually wanted to ask you about Leota. Do you think, because you said Buscemi was a little too big of a name for the Sopranos universe, does that translate to the big screen too? Because of all the names I've seen in the, uh, and I haven't really looked too much into it, but of all the names I've seen, he's really the only brand name, or at least the only guy you expect to see like show up in the mob genre movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Only because it's a completely different cast. I, to, to me, Buscemi was just like a weird. I mean, right now, like now, I love him, in, you know, in that role, and I've obviously watched him a million times. And I've grown used to it. But yeah, just like he just seemed like a, I don't know, like too big of a name, and he just didn't really fit in with a bunch of character actors and. You know, Gandolfini was a character actor, basically, before he became Tony Soprano. Right. And Buscemi, even though he's a character actor, he's not like a leading role, leading man type guy. He'd been around for so long. It, was just, it, was, it seemed like an odd choice to me at the time. I, yeah, I don't, know if I, I don't know if that translates because it's a completely different cast. We also don't know. I, I have no idea what his role even is. If it's a big role... If it's a smaller role, I really I don't because I don't think he's one of the main like the the main guy is Montesanti's father, Dicky Montesanti. Yeah, and then obviously, uh, you know, Tony. Yeah. So I I don't know I don't really, I don't think he's gonna play as big of a role necessarily as we think. He's gonna be there. He seems like boss. Like he seems like he might be one like like the lead de male. Mm, maybe. Actually, de male maybe. Oh, right, because he's – is he in prison when the series starts? Yeah. Or did he just – he's in prison? I think he might have died. At some, no, I think he's in prison when, in the first season, yeah. Okay. And you never hear about him again. But Yeah, um, other than that, it's a bunch of uh, people. Are you worried at all about Gandolfini's kid? Because he looks the part. He looks like, you know, obviously his father – but that's half the battle is looking the part. You got to be able to play the character. My initial reaction was his voice sounded odd. But I don't know. 
I got to hear him. I mean, he's young. He's probably he's playing a teenager, probably playing yeah. much younger than he really is in real life. Yeah. I'm, I, would, I'm, I would assume he's like 15, 16 playing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment until I'd see it anyway. So, But that was like my initial reaction. I was like, has he got a weird voice? But Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess Tony growing up was kind of uh, – like he wasn't, you know, Mr. Mob Boss like growing up. He, yeah. He, he kind of references like being a little bit of a soft kid like Janice picking on him and shit. Chasing skirt. Yeah. Dropping fly so you're not, balls. So you're not that – so you're a little worried. A little worried about Gandolfini's kid. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. I don't want to say worried. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious for the whole thing. I'm just curious. I am worried that it sucks. The whole movie sucks. But I mean, I, I feel I feel I'm going to like it no matter what. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, to me, I don't. I don't think it takes away from the show if the movie sucks. No, not at all. Because it's a prequel. If it was. If they were running it back with like the same people, yeah. then I think it could hurt it a little bit. Yeah. But because it's a prequel, I think it kind of stands alone. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna be a lot of the names that are in the show are in the movie, but just you know, right? You couldn't bring anyone back. Yeah, Paul Walnuts couldn't play a thirty-five-year-old version of himself. No, not quite these days. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, I thought the trailer was pretty good from what I saw, but I mean, it, you can't go by a trailer necessarily. I've seen plenty of trailers that looked great, the movie sucked, and plenty of lackluster trailers that, you know, delivered an awesome movie. So I don't know if we, you can't really necessarily go by a tra- Trailers are supposed to hype you up. They're supposed to get you yeah. hooked. That's the whole point of them. I will be taking the day off on October 1st and seeing that during – like the first show I could see, 11 a.m. show. I'll, I'll really see it. First show. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I actually think the, um, what's her name? Vera Farmiga might be the one who steals the show. She's playing Carmela, I mean, Carmela, uh, Olivia. Yeah, you're right. She's a great actress. She's done a lot of good things before. And that's a role that, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack. A young Olivia. That's big. It yeah. is big. She's definitely, She's going to be more of a focal point than I feel like Leota. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be about Dickie and his relationship with Tony and Tony and his mother re-exploring that relationship again. I feel like, um, I mean, then it'll have the riots as a backdrop, basically. Just like The Sopranos, like it's going to be like a family thing first, and then the mob stuff is going to be secondary. I mean, Sopranos, like, people complain about the Sopranos. If you complain about it for, like, the therapy, if you complain about it for the family stuff, if you complain about it for, like, the dream shit, I feel you're not going to like I don't know anything about this movie. But I feel like they're going to do a lot of that stuff. And you're not going to like, I don't know if they'll do the dream stuff, but I feel like you're going to focus on a lot of those things. And you might not, you might not like it. Because people complained about it when there was no action, nobody's getting whacked. You know, right. you don't like that shit. But sometimes, those, to me, like sometimes those are like the best moments in that show, when they're just hanging around the pork store, you know, shooting the shit. Uh, nobody's, get, you know, there was a lot of drama. Obviously, there's a lot of who's gonna go kind of stuff. But I mean, that slice of life stuff. I mean, that's the stuff that really uh, kept me coming back. I think it's hard to do a show where it's just all mob stuff because you become. 
I mean, how many shows have we seen that just keep repeating the same shit? Like Ray Donovan, we love Ray Donovan, but there's a lot of just kind of doing the same shit over and over again. And they try to make it like a family drama and they try new things, but it's not, yeah. it's not easy though. It's not easy. Um, I mean, how the many- one silver lining I think is that Chase has his hands on this and he's got, you know, final, final say, final cut, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So that is, that is something that, um, that is something that, you know, is reassuring. And I, I mean, I, I, you've heard the old adage all the time. Like, there's going to be people who bash this movie, obviously, no matter what. Yeah. There's going to be people that love it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the old, you know, saying the Beatles got. There's people who hate the Beatles. Yeah. So if the beat, if the Beatles get heat, then you know nobody's above getting criticism. So yeah. I mean, I already, I already am expecting a very mixed reaction. There's no way it's going to be universally loved or universally hated. Yeah, I'm. My, I guess my main curiosity is like the to, I don't know, like the tone of the show. It's it's its own thing. Like you can put on any episode, having I mean, having watched them as many times as we have, and yeah. kind of slide into it seamlessly now. And it's you know from the first season to the last season, there's there's some connective tissue there that. It, it, it just it, it makes you feel like you're in that world, and I don't know. I, I I'm curious if that if that translates into a movie or not. I don't know if I've ever watched or been been this like into a TV's a TV show's movie like after the show has been on. I don't know if I've ever like wa- watched one or like if I have, I have not obviously not been into it like this. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious to know if, if that translates at all. I would guess not, because movies are just different TV shows. Like TV shows create those worlds, and you live in them for an hour a week. TV show is a or a movie is a quick in and out, two hours, you know. So. Well, have we seen anything? Have we seen anything even close to this before? I'm trying to think of a TV show. I mean, I know Sex in the City did that, but I didn't watch Sex in the City, so I can't even speak to that. You know, like Entourage did it. I guess I watched Entourage. Uh, yeah, it was a comedy. Much different, yeah. Much different. Yeah. But it's I'm trying to think of a show that's that, done something like this. Because we see reboots all the time. Entourage, like Entourage is a world that's not hard to duplicate. I mean, it's just weed and bikinis and dick jokes yeah it's just not that tough yeah Yeah. um yeah so i'm trying i'm trying to think of another show i can't even think of a show that did a prequel right there's no way it might have happened before because the problem well the thing is is that there haven't really been shows like sopranos kind of started Really, it started with Oz in terms of dramas on, uh, what'd you call it? Not network television. Yeah, network television. Premium cable. Premium cable, yeah. So really, it's only been like the last 25 years that we've had shows kind of like this. Before that, it was, you know, sitcoms. It was Seinfeld, All in the Family, Honeymooners, like kind of shows like that. So I think I this is something we really haven't, seen before yeah going back and going after such rich and 
such poured over material that people watch these seasons dozens of times. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So we're going to, I wonder a couple, I got to do like Sopranos nerd shit for a second. Okay. Are we going to see Chris's, are we going to get answer to how Dickie got killed and if it was that cop? Because to, to me, when Chris kills that cop, I I think I think Tony's leading him to the right guy, but at the same time, I'm not totally sure if there's ulterior ulterior motives for him to kill that guy. It's never explained, never talked about at all. It's just you gotta kill this guy. Oh, by the way, he killed your dad. Barry um, Haydu is that his name? Sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> Um, so I wonder if we get that guy in it at all. I don't know. It, it would be unlike – that's not really in Chase's playbook to kind of do shit like yep. that. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's kind of fan service. Yeah, it's true. It's not Breaking Bad, which did a movie, by the way. I, I never saw the Breaking Bad movie. I, I've been tempted to click on it on Netflix, but I just know it's not – Gonna be it's, anywhere near what the show was. It's fine. I'll put it that way. It's fine. There's no problem. Okay. Yeah. Actually, a good example, a good example of something, it's not a movie, but it's a prequel, would be better call Saul, which is hit a, you know, hit been a you know knocked out of the park. Yeah, it's monster. It's Which I never thought I never thought that they'd be able to uh come up with something that was even close to breaking bad. Yeah, I was they've into, done it. I was into it from the get-go just because of the character. Yeah. But, I mean, it exceeded every expectation. Right. I was into it because of, the you know, Odenkirk and Saul Goodman. Yeah. And, you know, Airman Trout and whatever. And even, like, the first couple seasons, I was like, okay, it's good. It's cool being back in that world. But, yeah, it progressively has gotten better to the point where it's almost – I don't want to say it's as good as Breaking Bad. I know some people have even said it's surpassed it. But it's it's in the conversation. It is. It's It's – to me, I mean, not that, not, that, not, my, not that my opinion matters, but to me, it's at least it's equal. At least it's equal. I think so, yeah. Okay. It's fair. I know a lot of people who've had that opinion. So, I, get, I mean, that's what – it's a little bit different with the Sopranos movie, but that is, I mean, something that Chase is going for. He wants it to kind of – and you're never going to top Sopranos, obviously, but you, yeah. you, you don't want it to – you also don't want the movie to completely fall flat. Yeah. Yeah. Either. You want it to feel like it's the Sopranos world you're in, not some cheesy movie that just flops. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, that's basically what I'm most curious about is to see if they can recreate that feeling of the show in a two-hour movie that, is, that takes place, you know, 30 years or 40 years before the TV show started. Yeah, it seems tough. The way you just put it, that seems kind of hard, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I sure, I, like it could be a good movie and not do that. But to me, like that, that was what made that show so special. Right, it could just be a standalone movie that's like, oh, it was a good movie, and that's it. It's a good movie. I will be disappointed if the movie does not open with the Delphonics, and some. I got to go back and listen to every, you know, to their hits. The Delphonics. Uh, yeah, that's uh, there's Tony Jackie and, Brown. Oh, not the Delphonics. Delphonics. Shit, no. Yeah, you're right. I got the wrong, the wrong, uh, the wrong duop and soul group. Um, 
not the Del Five. Four, four tops. No, remember they're si- so the <laughs> fucking Sopranos nerd, and I got it wrong. When they're when they're in the uh, Schwitz and Tony and uh, Zelman and uh, the third guy, the um, the Reverend, uh, the Reverend. Yeah. The Reverend, it's oh. the son. Yeah. The, oh, the Shylights. Sorry, Shylights. Shylights. All yeah. right. And then, uh, what are they? Is that who's playing, or they reference them? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a song that's on in the uh, locker room or whatever. And he was like, Shylight's the best. And then like, he, was, he said the year that it came out, the song. And he was like, oh, it's the year the Newark riots. Yeah. That was like what spurred the whole conversation. I think you can count on that then. What's that? I think you can count on that then. I think he'll, he'll put that little detail in there. I'll be, yeah, I'll be disappointed if, the, if they don't make an appearance. Is there, anything else, is there anything else from the movie that you think uh, – Either you want answered or do you think will be answered from the series. The Montesanti, the Dickie Montesanti one is probably number one. Because that's the first thing I thought of is, if, is are they going to show how he was whacked? Yeah. Yeah, look and see if, uh, if um, his mom is pregnant at the time, like when the movie starts. Look for that. Look and see if she's pregnant. I also don't Was know, Christopher like, pregnant? I mean, Christopher pregnant. Is she? He's a, he's he's a couple years old when he dies, right? Oh uh, yeah, or yeah, or if he's a baby, then you know that they were right in the sweet spot for his murder. The timing does, yeah. The timing does uh, add up because the show starts in '99. Christopher's early '30s, so yeah, it is probably the time. The timeline probably does line up where we're probably going to see him get whacked. I don't, I don't know if they're going to answer that, the cop. Yeah, no, it's not, it's, it's not David Chase's MO. You're absolutely right when you said that. It's not what he does. But it did happen, and I wonder if they'll, they'll put it in there. But it is his movie. It's Dickie Moltisanti's movie. It's about it him. Is. It's about him, and I think I saw a shot someplace of Christopher's grave. Christopher's grave. Yeah. Like a shot from the movie. Huh. Are you talking about Dickie's grave? No, Christopher's grave. Back in the 60s, though. It's Christopher's a baby. I mean, you know, flashbacks and stuff like that. And flash forwards, right? Oh, they're going to do a flash forward? Today? I don't know. I have no idea. It could just oh, okay. be. I didn't see that. But I mean, it's, I mean, the movie is The Many Saints, and that's what Moltisanti means Many Saints. Uh, all right. So it's about it's about. I mean, it's a Montesanti movie. It is a Montesanti movie. Yeah, as much as they've talked about uh, young Tony, which he he has a much bigger role in it than I expected. He would. It seems like he's got a much bigger role in it than I expected. Uh, that he was going to have Tony. Yeah, like I thought he was going to be like kind of a uh, supporting player yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just show up here and there. Yeah, he seems like he's uh I don't know, second lead. Is that fair to Dickie? Yeah, it looks like he's got a lot to do with his relationship with Dickie, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see him answering too many questions, like open ended <laughs> questions from the uh from the series. I don't see him doing that. 
There's going to be some. There's not fan. I guess there's got to be some fan service, though. No, I mean Easter eggs. He'll throw in Easter eggs. Walnuts is in it, and Silvio's in it. So I mean, there's got to be something. Oh no, no, he'll definitely oh, throw Puss, in some sure, things. Sure, Puss is good. Puss has to be in it, right? Richie, maybe Ralphie. Yeah, I don't know. He, I know, I know. Paul, Paul is the only one I know for a fact that's in it. Some guys, some like Australian guys playing him. I think Jackie Senior. Trudeau. I mean, everyone's on the table. Yeah, I know. I saw. I know. Young Janice is in it. Of course, yeah. I, I don't know the extent of how uh, how long she's in it, but uh, yeah, the whole the whole family's got to be in it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of people you can throw in it. There's gonna be people left out though. But he's definitely going to throw certain things in. Even if it's just a throwaway line, that's going to be a callback to something that happened in the series. Oh, Feach. Maybe get some Feach. Could be a Feach site. I mean, when, when did they rob his card game? How old, yeah, that's how old were they? Is that on the table? Is the card game robbery on the table? I mean, we're. I like, feel like they were. I feel like they were in their like early 20s. No, I know. We're just being, yeah, we're, we're now we're going complete dork level. Yeah, you want to like see the Sopranos graphic novel of all the stories that they told. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think Chase would think that was a waste of time. He's probably he would probably say like, "Oh, I've already told that fucking story. I don't got to show it on camera too." Not for nothing, but when they do the flashbacks in season one of the Sopranos, he's like a little kid in the uh, '60s during those riots. He's a little bit older in the movie. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to jump around timelines either because I, I was under the impression that he was going to be a little kid in this movie too. So I don't know if they flash forward to Tony stuff. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. So, uh, yeah, they could do that, I guess. Because he's – when he the, the, the scene in season one where he hops in the uh, – is it season one where he hops in his father's car and sneaks in? Uh, yeah. He's probably like an eight yeah. – he's probably like a ten-year-old max. Yeah. And I'd say in the movie, he's probably at least 15. Yeah, he's in high school because he's going, you know, Olivia's going to see a guidance counselor. Yeah, so maybe they just, maybe they just aged him a few years. It's all right. It's not a crime. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they're, they're at least close to accurate with the ages. Yeah. You fucking with the timeline that much. Was it 67? I have no idea. Is that, the, is that the year of the riots? I'm not even really that did familiar they, with that. I'm, I'm going to try and go in blind to that because I'm not did, really familiar with the Newark riots. Did they uh, they go back to the Newark riots or was that just? They that? go back to the Newark riots at some point. I don't know if it's the season one, but it's he, – he says he's going to play baseball and his mother says bring the bat. Because of the riots, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. 67. But they jumped around so much, I can't remember if that was season one or whatever. Yeah, 1967. Well, see, now, yeah, now I got to check out those, those flashbacks. Yeah. Yep. Does Livia threaten to stab his eye out with a fork? <laughs> that's, that's the real question. 
Didn't they show that in the series? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst thing Wimby is going to do in this movie? <laughs> that's that's where he can get creative. That's where that's why I think she could be the standout, Farmiga. Oh she yeah. You can have a field day with that character. You want to talk about a twisted bitch? She played. <laughs> uh, she was on a TV show. I didn't see. I think I saw a couple episodes of it, but she played Norman Bates's mom on a. Bates Motel TV show. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Huh. So she's had a little, she's got a little experience. Yeah. Right. I so, trust her. I trust her. Oh yeah. Ready for it. Like the type of Easter egg that Chase can throw in there is uh something along the lines of like if let's say he's fighting with his mother and she says something like, oh, I'll kill you. You know what I mean? Referencing that she tried to have him killed. Like, he'll throw in little things like that. I don't think he's going to answer any, like, you know, yeah. mysteries. But he's definitely going to do a lot of that. Just I, a little bit of a uh, – not a tribute to the fans, but just, like uh, – References in the dialogue. Like, yeah. For the real saying. fans. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's – uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Man, I got to go watch the end of that first season. Because the end of the first season is excellent. The last maybe three episodes, mm-hmm. the whole all the, the when they're trying to figure out if pussies wearing a wire and shit, like all that stuff is great. Oh yeah, the first like the first part of the season, the first part of season one, is like they're doing like uh, mob themed TV shows. Like oh, let's bring in the let's do a rapper thing and let's do uh, oh, what else is what else they have in the first? Let's do. Um, uh, the college thing. College is one of the better episodes, obviously. Let's do, uh, you know, the, the Shadow Water for college episode. Let's do. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And then eventually they kind of said, oh, we got to do a story to kind of bring us in, like either end it or bring us into next season. Because it was supposed to be a movie, right? At first. Right. They and give, then, like, they give Christopher an entire episode to kind of give his character some play, like build his character. Right, isn't that like oh, Legend of Tennessee? Eight? Legend of Tennessee Montesanti, which is yeah. a great episode. Yeah, I, I've always said that the first season, uh, maybe the, like you said, the last couple episodes are great, but I always feel like the la- the first season feels like one big pilot. It's like a prize fight when you're feeling each other out and you're yeah. kind of trying to figure out what the show is. Yeah, and like the end of season one, they really connected yep. and just knocked it out of the park. And then, see, I mean, season two and three, they were just off and the show peaked. It was great. But season one, especially with even with the characters, because they had Pussy has a different wife in season one. Yeah. Silvio has it, – it's that's like stuff you see in pilots. Yeah. And then I feel like by season two, it was more – characters were more consistent, at least with the actors. But it, season one did feel uh, – it, it just it felt like a pilot for like half of it, half the season. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, then at the end, I think the most consistent thing about that first season is Livia. I mean, you, that her and her relationship with Tony is, is front and center. I mean, not front and center, like every episode, but it's, it's, so, it's there when, when, like, they interact. She's great. Like, that whole relationship is um, on point for what they were going for. And then mm-hmm. it came to a head at the end there. But and then they, they kind of had to yeah throw it we, out because she passed our, away. Season, season one's definitely disjointed, but I mean it, what, it, ha, it has its has its charms though. But it really it didn't become to me 
I mean, I think I loved it in real time. I think I loved it as it was going on. Yeah. But like going back and rewatching over and over again, you realize how disjointed it really is. And then just see how it came together. Yeah. They're like, oh, we they were. We had to do a season there. Like, right. Like, they were figuring it out. They were yeah. figuring it out. They didn't. I mean, Chase had a vision, but you could just tell he's, he's just figuring it out on the fly a little bit there. Yeah, almost like he had to like extend the movie to, and then just get to the end somehow. Because <laughs> yet, I think the end was probably his. The end he had in mind for his movie is probably something with the, with Livia and Tony. Yeah. And he's like, well, let's save that for the end of the season. How do we fill these other, you know, eight or nine episodes? Right. Yeah, that's probably what it was. A lot of yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta you know you gotta develop characters. Mm-hmm. You gotta give them a little story. Uncle June. Uncle oh, June gets an episode. Boca. You know. Oh yeah, great episode. Oh, they, like another one is like the wedding. Whatever episode that was, they got the Italian wedding. They had to throw at you. Oh yeah, before and it gets everybody leaves to go uh, start cleaning out their closets. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of. I mean, I guess the whole series is kind of like that. Not as disjointed because I feel like season to season, like things kind of flow a lot easier, a lot smoother. Yeah. But I mean, even still, there's like episodes you can go watch as standalone episodes in every season. A majority of them, I think, you could watch standalone. Not like coming in naked, but I think they all kind of work. Yeah, but you've seen it so many times that you know not everyone, I don't know if not everyone could could do that. I mean, you should be able to. If you've seen it once, then who cares? Yeah. But I don't know if everyone could just jump in and be like, oh, that's right. This and this happened leading oh, up to yeah. this episode. Understanding would, would vary, but I think, I think a lot of them were because like, you know, oh, this is the one with Bobby's, you know, Bobby Bacala's father. This is, the, oh, this is the Pine Barrens episode. I mean, this is the executive game episode. Yeah. You know, that they, there's a lot of those ones that you can kind of just throw on and be, be there for the hour. Yeah. But it's not as disjointed, right? There's, there's this overlying story through the whole thing that they might not touch on. I mean, the, the test dream episode is like one of the most yeah. vilified episodes in the series run, which was a great episode, but um, people hate it because it was an entire dream. The entire episode is just a dream. I mean, about fifty of the fifty of the fifty-five minutes of the dream, <laughs> um, and I mean it, there was it's a, it was a big one because that was when Tony B went off the reservation and killed uh, Bill, Billy Leotardo. Really, yeah, but and, and it was it was kind of like, I mean, it, it was the message was there that but that was the point of everything was. I mean, I'm sure they were like, "Look, we got to do another fucking murder. It's a big one." But I mean, how many how many times can we want can we set up somebody getting shot on camera? Like, we got to do something different, and that's what they decided, that's what they did. There was like, Tony knows something's up. It's in his subconscious. Uh, he's gonna kind of have a premonition in his dream, and then he's gonna get a call from Chris, and that's gonna be it. And that's gonna be how he figures it out. Like, how many times can we just how many times can we do the same thing? Guys getting whacked left and right. I mean, it's been done. Was the uh, was the test dream episode a tribute to eight and a half? There's a lot of eight and a half in there. Uh, well, a lot of how he, uh, a lot of the dream stuff, I feel, is like um, Fellini, uh, tr- not tribute, but like Fellini, 
like usage of what of the dreams that he got from that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a tribute, but I think for sure he got a lot of that stuff from him, from uh, eight and a half and. and right, because when I saw eight and a half for the first time, which I don't remember when, a few months back maybe, nice. I I thought there was a little bit of uh, there was a lot of text dream in there. Oh yeah, no, it is. I can't. First of all, I can't believe you still watched eight and a half and didn't tell me until just now. I was uh, still I was still digesting it because it was just it was a lot to handle. It is. I, was, <laughs> it is. Like, I feel like I meant to go back and and give it another look, but I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. I don't remember when I watched it. It was months ago now. Uh, yeah, there's definitely definitely he took he took some cues from. I mean, it's not like Fellini's world worlds are strange places. Um, some blurred lines, yeah. Eight and a half is obviously just, it was just one of his masterpieces, but uh, I don't, I don't, that, I don't think it's the only one with dreams in it. I don't think La Dolce Vita has dreams, but um, definitely like some surreal type stuff going on. That I know, I, I'm pretty sure I saw David Chase mention. Uh, at least Fellini at some point, if not eight and a half. As an influence? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, good good catch. For sure. Yeah. Go back and watch it again. I've seen the movie a bunch of times. So yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get around to it. He's great. How'd you like uh, Mastriani? As the main, the main dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Did you... How funny did you find that movie? I know it's tough, like different language, reading the subtitles. Um, I have to go back and th- uh, yeah, it was funny. He, he's funny. He's like a he's like a smartass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, he's definitely. Uh, no, I liked it. I just need to go back and watch it again because I just when I'm watching a movie for the first time. Yeah. I'm kind of taking. I'm just not. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, when I when I watch a normal movie, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That movie, yeah. Like, all right, like I caught on because I went in kind of blind, not realizing what it was about. That's the way to do it. Was it about. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So it took me maybe a good twenty to thirty minutes to realize that this was mostly, you know, whatever you want to call it, dream. Uh, subconscious, whatever, and and it and it, that's what made me think of Sopranos. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's uh, so. Once you realize you're in for just a ride, you just kind of have to ride it out. It's like an edible. It's <laughs> like an edible. You just have to just ride it out and just see see where it takes you. Yeah, and that's. I mean, you're from the get go in that movie. I mean, if you don't know what's going on, if you don't have to expect going in from the opening scene. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's lost. Is it? He's a kite or something? He's in traffic. Oh, the kite! Yeah, yeah. What, what is that? And then, 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 once you once you realize what you're in for, you can kind of just settle in a little yeah. bit. Well, he's a kite, and somebody's always tugging at him, tugging at his leg, trying to do this yeah. and that. Whether it's you know the producer, the studio, whatever, or uh, you know his. Uh, one of his actresses or his girlfriend or his wife, you know? So, yeah. Yes, yes. The fly, <laughs> flying his uh, mistress in or whatever he did. When it, when, and telling his wife to come visit while his mistress is there. Bold, bold move. Very bold, yeah. Almost like he wanted to get caught. 
Uh, I think so. I think so. I think, I think that I, I don't think I thought, like the first time I saw it, I was probably like 19 or 20 years old. I don't think I thought it was, I knew it was like great when I saw it. I don't mm-hmm. think I really why. Uh, and the more I watched it, like the, the, the better I am at it, like seeing the cues for like the jokes and like what's funny. But it is a really funny movie too. Yeah. But, you, but I mean, it's, it's an Italian, there's, it's a lot of, crazy sequences that you just don't understand that are impossible to understand the first time around you're reading subtitles subtitles um, are tough yeah so like to, to translate everything the first time around is probably impossible well, well yeah it wasn't easy subtitles are tough yeah it's tough it's, the flow is a little bit different when you're reading something as opposed yeah. to just hearing the language you're used to yeah, yeah, yeah. what made you want to watch it um, I don't know. I mean, I I've heard you talk about it a lot. I think we've you've probably asked me a million times if I've seen it. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember think. getting home from work. It could have been over the winter at this point. Did I come home from work at like snow day or something. I had a few because it's a it's kind of a long movie, right? Two and a half. Yeah, probably two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, I think I came home early, like on a snow day, and kind of settled in for it. So maybe it was more than a few months ago, maybe like six months ago now. All right. Well, I try not to, to do that, repeat myself a million times to watch something because, I mean, do, do what you want to do with your time. No, I mean, I would. <laughs> Who might have? A million movies I haven't gotten around to. That's just one of them I finally got to. Who might have tell you to do with two and a half hours? But, yeah, good. Yeah, uh, I, I actually, when I was getting ready for work today, I – I saw the first 20 minutes of the uh, Bad News Bears reboot, as I'm talking about how I don't really like reboots. Oh, that was a good one, though. Billy Bob. I, I only saw the first 20 minutes. But, yeah, he was like, if there's one guy that could come in and kind of reprise that role, he's the guy. Yeah. But definitely watch, yeah, the, was, uh, definitely watch was the original. No, oh, I mean, I've seen <laughs> the original yeah, yeah. a bunch of times. Just happened to be on and I was cracking up Billy Bob. Was, was The Sopranos like your first, because I think it was my first introduction to dream sequences in general? Like, I try, like, I'm, I, it every, has to be. Outside of like Wayne's World 2, I don't know if I ever was involved in dream sequences at all. I never was watching dream sequence type movies. And Wayne's World 2, I was using dream sequences a lot differently than Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would assume, yeah, it had to be my first. Like, I can't even think of. Like a serious piece, so not that you know, we'll call it like a quote unquote serious piece of work. Using yeah, dreams like that. That was something definitely brand new. What was the first dream sequence in the Sopranos? What it wasn't, uh, first dream I, sequence. The, the first big one to me is like the whole is the was when he has food poisoning, you know, before pussy gets whacked. Like Isabella, that, yeah. Oh, no. oh, well, that's no, well. Uh, he was like hallucinating, I guess. Yeah, well, that's similar though. That's a good call. I didn't even think about that. I dream of Jeannie Cusimano, like all that shit. Isabella shows up. Right. It's half him hallucinating, half him. He may have been passed out. Right. Because yeah, was he was sick? And, he was sick, right? He was like depressed. Depressed, he, whatever. Yeah, hallucinating, depressed, <laughs> uh, in bed, fantasizing. Yeah, I don't know when the dream sequences started. There had to be but, one before. But that. you're right. He was dreaming. He dreamt that she was like his mother. And she was nursing him. Oh, yep, yep. So, 
Yeah, from the get go. But even then, like, it, it didn't realize like what a big part of that show would be. But yeah, there. I wonder if that was the first big one. There had to be something before that, even if it was something small. Oh yeah, there is. When uh, <laughs> he's dreaming, he's getting a blowjob, and he thinks it's Irina. And then it, he pulls up the covers, and it's Melfi. Oh, okay. I think that's the first season. Oh, what about uh, – I just had it, and it left my brain. What about um, when Christopher's dreaming about the whack on, uh, on, for whacking – what's his yeah. face? Yeah. I'm that's kind of early on. Yeah. because It's I not did. a Tony dream, but – You're right, though. It's like second or third episode. So yeah, early early on. What's the line he gives them about the sausages? Oh, in uh, Czech Republic too, we love pork. You ever have our sausages? Yeah, yeah. But then he yeah. says, uh, but then in the, when he's alive, he says, uh, oh, "I always thought it was. I thought the only sausages were Italian and Jimmy Dean." <laughs> Cross cultures and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's uh yeah, it's a good call. I forgot about all about that one. All Czech, right, well, there you Czech go. Czech Republic too. We love pork. <laughs> Czech Republic too, like it's a sequel. I yeah, I didn't even know there was a Czech Republic too. They <laughs> they split they had irreconcilable differences with one. Is that what it was? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Political differences or something? I have no idea. Imagine just splitting off. Was it split or they just like scrap it and say, try again? Take I have it. no idea. Czech Republic. This is, your, this is yours. This is your baby. I don't, I'm, this is the first time hearing about it. Czech Republic, take two. <laughs> keep getting, we're going to keep going until we get this right. <laughs> yeah, there's a second Czechoslovakic Czechos, Czechoslovak Republic. Uh existed for okay. But I don't know this doesn't make sense at all. Are they connected? Are they like the same thing and there's a line well, dividing them? Well, this is making sense because Czech second Czechos, Czechoslovak Republic existed for 169 days between September 30th, 1938. And March 15th, 1939. So I have no idea what the hell that has to do okay. with. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> we sound, I mean, we sound like the dumbest Americans ever right now. Well, I mean, who, who could know this shit? It's a, good point. it's a lot of shit. Let's see two Americans oh, talk Sopranos. You know what? <laughs> I think he's saying in the Czech Republic, too. Comma, T-O-O, comma, we love pork. <laughs> well, it's just poor cadence on his part. Making us making a think yeah. there's two Czech republics. <laughs> I thought we were dealing with like a northern, southern sort of thing, like Italy, you know? The north puts their nose up at the south. I thought like the Czech ones were looking down on the Czech twos. It's uh, funny. All right, good to know. The Czechs are all on the same page. Yeah, no, except for the 138 days in 1938, 1939. Yeah, I can't. Believe, <laughs> I can't believe that for the last 22 years, 
I thought that line was Czech Republic 2. Like it was a fucking sequel. The Czech Republic 1. <laughs> Chase won't have to answer that one in the uh, prequel, I guess. <laughs> no. I mean, the other prequel. That's the one that goes back to the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I just can't believe there's a second Czech Republic just to confuse me, just for this, just for the sake of the show. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we start wrapping it up. Should we have uh, like a little? I know we have the gavel. We haven't used it for a couple weeks now. We have the gavel. That's a that's a show thing. Should we have like? Right. I'm only bringing up this topic because I want to bring this up. But should we have okay. like you know how in like uh, factories that we've gone you know 67 days without an injury? Yeah. We have something that says we've gone X amount of shows without using the c word. Yeah, I think we should. All right. Sounds like a that sounds like a good idea. Two shows. There you go. Two shows. <laughs> well, it's been two shows since Fourth of July, so we're staying on sticking to our word for now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for Sunday Poor this time around. Send you guys off to have a great fucking weekend. Uh, thanks as always for spending the time with us. Really appreciate it, Ant. Yep. Uh, we'll see you next week on Monday, Home Run Derby. And uh, maybe we'll check in on those MLB overrunners. Uh, so until then, we'll uh, see ya. <laughs> man, when the good times roll in the Bronx, they don't roll for long, man. Not that I thought that the series against Seattle was going to get us right. But I almost had no faith going into this game. And then first inning, dinger, and never and M's never looked back. Three down, 16 to go. They need, let's see, eight more wins to hit the over, nine and a half. And four more wins to, hit, to beat my – my actual prediction. <laughs> Which was 6-13, and 13, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had a righty throwing gas today, and he shut them down. Well, what do you expect? Right. And they, they beat up on two lefties the first two yeah. games of the series, Sheffield yeah. and Kikuchi. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what? They, they had three base runners. Two of them were hit by pitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't see what happened with uh, – with uh, LeMayu in the last thing, he had some words with. He had some words. Yeah, with, I don't know. Uh, no one knows what that was about. I know he threw inside to Odor to start the inning, and then he hit LeMayu. So maybe he, that was something to be said. He, I mean, he said "fuck you" to the guy. Clear as day, he could read his lips. Oh, I'm no, I'm no lip reader, but he definitely said "fuck uh, you" to Graveman. And then uh, he judge grounds to a double play, and he kind of stared LeMayu off the field. Uh, I mean, that was that was really it. You may should stare judge off the field. Yeah, so that I don't know. Maybe he was just fucking taking his frustrations out on Kendall Graveman. It's fine with me. Probably, yeah. It's yeah. It's ugly. It's ugly. But yeah, two out of three in Seattle. Uh, do they win a game in Houston this weekend? Well, I think we, it's fair to ask. Do they win a game? I'm not even asked two out of three. Uh, <laughs> do they win a game? Houston's six-game winning streak ended today. Part of me thinks they were just looking ahead a little bit because they're eyeing the series. Uh, Cole on the mound, 
I feel like if they lose with Cole, they just their heart that's their heart yeah, being ripped from their body and then they're done the rest of the weekend. There's a chance that Cole gets slaughtered. The way he's been pitching lately. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They must have changed the rotation around. It's Cortez tomorrow. Cole Saturday. Cole Granky Saturday on Fox. Tyon Valdez. I mean, Tyon's not going to salvage a, you know, series. So they basically, so basically it's Nestor Cortez or bust. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they wanted their ace going tomorrow. So. <laughs> Odorizzi, Granky, and Valdez. Ugh. I, I feel like Odorizzi's got a chance to shut us down just because he just feels like one of those guys that, for no reason, I, mean, I have no idea what his record is against the Yanks. Um, I think they usually do okay against Odorizzi. Yeah, but he was didn't he play? Didn't he play for uh, Tampa? Wins? I played for Tampa too. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say. I think. Uh, I don't know. Any, no, I wouldn't surprise you if Odorizzi went seven innings, one run. I mean, Logan Gilbert. And, it, you know, it pisses me off during the broadcast because I get home and it's the seventh inning. And it's clear as day they're not going to touch this guy. And they start just throwing these stats at you on yes, man. <laughs> like what? I don't even know. Because I, I was just so aggravated and fucking disgusted because I was doing stuff in the kitchen. And I just hear, like, Ryan Rucco talking about, just these made up fucking stats for Logan Gilbert. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm thinking, I keep thinking launch angle, but it was something along those lines, like his release and this and that about how he's like the, got the best in baseball. Like what is Brian Cashman, your fucking air asshole man telling you to make these excuses for this offense? Like shit like that fucking pisses me off, man. It's one big giant fucking propaganda machine. You're going to tell me that it's like it's, it's normal that Logan Gilbert retired 22 in a row today or whatever it was. Like, I, I can't stand that. It's one thing to tip your cap. I understand. I know you don't like when they tip their cap. Like, I, there is, to an extent, like, there is a time and a place to just be like, guy through a hell of a game. But don't tell me yeah. Logan Gilbert in his, like, fifth career start should be unhittable. You should have one hit through seven innings. 11th career start. Whatever. (laughs) That fucking – that fucking made me mad. I mean – I wish I had – I fucking wish I made a note of the stat they were throwing because it was so goddamn ridiculous (laughs) about, like, his release out of his arm and why it's, like, the second highest in baseball. Oh, it's fucking – it'll make you nauseous, man. How about killing the fucking team? Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a, it's, a, it's a righty that throws smoke. And he was – first of all, in the first two innings, I, watched, I, was, I was watching the Yes broadcast. The first two innings, they were like, oh, well, he's throwing gas, but it's, going, it's not moving. It's not moving at all. They should crush him. They should time him. And then it was like the, they, he got through the order the first time around. I was like, well, they'd probably have better timing on the fastball now that they through the order to the lineup one time. I'm like, man, he's a he's a righty that's throwing heat to an all righty lineup. They're not going to touch him. Like, I have no faith at all. No. When they didn't score after uh, the Stanton leadoff double, yeah, the second I was like, they're not going to score this guy. They're done. They're toast. How have they not figured out? And they even got like a they even got a productive out from Glaber, which was like an amazing thing to see in that inning. But uh, <laughs> I mean, hallelujah, fucking. 
a sack fly to deep right. That was phenomenal. I just, that was beautiful. But, uh, you know, they didn't capitalize on it. Um, uh, yeah, so I just, I, and, and then as soon, and of course, like third or fourth inning, I go, like, oh, now he's finding the corners. He's got his control. Oh, my God, it's fucking great. Like, you guys have just done a complete 180 from the first inning till now. Yeah, it's just, it's, the yes, the yes broadcast isn't great. It's it's just not. They're not as as big of. They're not necessarily as big of homers as say like Chicago guys. They're like kind of weenie homers. The Yankee guys. Yeah, K is whiny when they're not good. Uh, K's not doing the West Coast stuff, but he's very whiny when they're not good. He um, it's kind of it's mostly complaining about them not being good. I feel like Coney calls them out a little bit. Cones are right. And I feel like you know O'Neal's just like comic relief. I don't take him. Yeah, he's seriously. Just, he's there to be Paul O'Neill. That's really it. Yeah, I don't take him too seriously as an analyst or anything like that or color guy. Uh, today though, they did say, look, they asked Boone. They were talking about Boone if he's going to play Judge all three games in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, how is that a fucking question? But it is a question. And then they're like, yeah, right there at the time now where they need to have their all hands on deck every game. Like, you can't be sitting people. So they did kind of call them out a little bit. Or at least, like, the, the expectation of calling them out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like they uh, – I don't know. The Yankee announcer could be so – just a little, it's almost like propaganda. Yeah, a lot of that stuff I we I can do without. Sometimes like, less. Like who's coming up with these? Like we gotta we gotta throw great Logan. I can't get off the Logan Gilbert stat. I wish I could. <laughs> like we gotta throw we gotta throw a, a great Logan Gilbert stat out there to uh, show why this great offense is being shut down. Yeah, to justify it. Yeah. To you know, it's just, like maybe you just stink. Maybe it's a poorly constructed team with no heart. You ever think of that? They definitely overuse numbers, though. Like, I love, I love baseball, and I love the stats of baseball, but they overuse them, like, to, like, a disgusting degree. Oh, like, yeah. When Stanton came up for a second at bat, Ruko was like, oh, and Stanton had a 114-mile-an-hour double in his first at bat. I'm like, just say he hit a fucking rocket. Like, I, I, I don't mind using that number, the 114 miles an hour, like yeah. Put it into perspective. Like I don't mind that. It's it's a little weird at first, but I mean, knowing how hard a guy hits the balls, I'm fine with that. But I mean, Jesus, just to go back to it time and again. You don't need to. Just don't overuse it. Just who's on their couch thinking about that? Like I wonder how many miles an hour that double was. He had a he had a rocket. That's all you need to know. Like you could say the number once, but after that, it's just he had a he had a line drive or a rocket or a screamer, like whatever. Just you don't need to fucking revisit that number again. It's because they need to that's Brian Cashman was there. It'd be like reference the 114 miles an hour. We gotta we gotta justify this 13 year contract. <laughs> yeah, He's taking a, better hacks to the plate. It's yeah, like Vince have, McMahon. Vince McMahon in WWE, he's he's literally in his announcer's ears. Yeah. Like feeding them what to say. I I, I think that's what Cashman's doing. <laughs> During possible. Yankee broadcasts, it's possible he's he's in Boone's air, he's in Michael K's air. Fucking ridiculous piece of shit. I'm so I, I've never hated Cash more, ever. I can't even look at that fucking guy. 
Well, it's just because, like I said last time, it's all, all the shit that we expected to go wrong went wrong. Last year was not a great year. They got there because they played the Orioles a bunch, and it's almost <laughs> not to beat up on the Orioles. Um, yeah, they finished the season six games over 500, and they killed the Red Sox and Orioles Yeah, in the regular season. Yeah. And um, but not a great year altogether. Not, I mean, they just kind of – I think that they got lucky last year to have that year because it was just like, all right, let's just get through the year. And get to the Eight teams made the playoffs. Yeah, get to the. You're playoffs. never in danger of making. You're never in danger of missing the playoffs with eight teams making it. Yep. Um. So it was just is really all this shit that we've alluded to or expected since the Stanton signing, since after that, since you know, since after Boone got here and all that shit. It was just all that shit. They're like, this can't be sustainable. You know, it's just like, yeah, we fucking been screaming about this for. Two, three years now. Why didn't you guys do something about it? And it's why, you know, like, it's just, it's frustrating that, you know, we saw it coming like from a mile away. It was like that scene in uh, Austin Powers where the, the steamrollers come, not steamroller, but the rollers coming. Yeah. And Austin Powers like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And the guy's like, no. Yeah, the tank. <laughs> yeah, it's still like, still way out. He's like, no, really, just get out of the way. Um, yeah, it was so common, man. But uh, that's why I think. No, yeah, that's I mean, why you hate, that's why you hate cash for more than ever. Yeah, he need I, to me. He should lose his job for, for you know. He, I mean, he's made some good moves, some bad over the last four years. We could. It's a laundry list. Mm-hmm. But to me, he needs to go for one bringing in Stanton, two Boone. Those were two colossal fuck ups after seventeen, and he he's. You're gone. If I'm running the team, you're out of here for those two moves. It's, it's. I would love to see him fucking defend either one. I would love to see him defend either one. He's going to. He's going to take. He's going to talk. He's going to talk about how great moves they were uh, to his grave, and just talk about how they didn't produce. <laughs> I don't even bring up Stan on this show because to me, it's just like I, I've said my piece about the guy before he even played a game. Like I knew what we were getting, but like, what? Has anyone asked Cashman? Has anyone, has anyone in with a press pass asked this guy? Like, this guy can't play the field, and he's making three hundred million dollars, and he signed for the next nine years. Like, I, I wish someone would just ask him point blank. Like, you regret the trade, just to see what he would say. Well, he's going to say no. He said he, he just he wants him to stay. He knows what he can do when he's healthy. Let's you know get him back to health. Let's get him healthy. You know, next year maybe we'll be in the field. Um, he's feeling better. And uh, would you, uh, Brian? Would you prefer to have more flexibility at the DH spot, or do you feel like uh, <laughs> you know this guy who gets hurt jogging the first base kind of has a stranglehold on it? Scherzer, Scherzer just gave up a grand slam to a relief pitcher. What? A relief pitcher? Yeah, Max Scherzer gave up a grand slam to a relief pitcher. He does do that. He does give up. Uh, he does give up a lot of dingers. That game got out of. It was out of hand. It was eight nothing. Now it's eight seven. Yeah. 
Oh, this for the record. I mean, that's a game that Sweeney Murdy and Aaron Boone would love to have thrown the towel in on. And here it is, 8-7. <laughs> yeah. Mercy, mercy rule. That's why, I mean, do, do I need to go any further to tell you that the mercy rule is the, most, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in baseball? The dumbest proposal. I, that's the, those, both those guys should lose their jobs based off of that. So you fire Cash and Boone and then Sweeney in that order? Sweeney's, I'd go Sweeney <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. We'll lick our, lick our wounds Monday after they uh, get swept by Houston. They'd have a losing record for the first time at the All-Star break in, I don't know, it might be Stump Merrill. They were at 500 one year under Torrey, I think. I don't know, it's possible they were under 500 one of those Girardi years, but I, I think it's been a while since they were under 500 at the All-Star break. I'm sure Houston would take a lot of pleasure in doing that after their trip to the Bronx earlier this year. Yeah, the fans are going to be – fans are going to be riled up. Players are going to feed off that. The Yanks just don't win in Houston either. It's not like they ever have success in Houston. Right, right. When I say players are going to feed off that, I meant Houston's players are going to feed yeah. off that. Ours oh, yeah. will melt. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, they don't feed. They will not be. They will not eat until uh, they get home. No, no, they will be fed to the crowd, if anything. And uh, I expect to just uh, yeah, I expect to come on here just dead on Monday. Home run derby. That's all I got. Otani, <laughs> Joey Gallo. That's your boy. <laughs> no, nah, he's the only other guy I know that's in it. <laughs> I haven't followed who's in it. I just know Gallo. Couldn't right. name another guy. Uh, is it in Colorado, Trevor Story? I don't know if any Rockies are, are in it. Anyone's in it, probably Trevor Story. It might, be his, it might be the last thing he does in a Rockies uniform. I may latch on to Gallo, just why not? His first guy. He does hit, and he's been red hot, which means he'll probably win the Derby and then, you know. Hit two home runs the rest of the season. David Wright it? Yeah. A few guys have done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> without, without winning it, too. Just yeah. gone to the Derby and slumped. Oh, all right. Uh, all right well, well, go watch the end of this game. Yep. Yeah, I'll talk to you.